Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Appeal Podcast. I am your host, Mark Salcedo. Alongside me, I have my sag dash of a dancer. Of a co-host? Yes, of a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey Loisel. What I is sag dash? What, what was that? What's sag dash? Urban Dictionary stipulates that a sag dash is awkward. Yeah, um, go ahead, continue. Sorry. You were an awkward dancer. You were doing that like 10 minutes before we started recording. I was like, wow, don't ruin Depeche Mode for me. <laughs> Just don't do it. Yeah, because I have to do it. And I'm one of those people that when I dance, I go, eh, eh. <laughs> oh, my God. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We get it. it sounds like a turtle humping. There's a video of a turtle humping. It goes, eh, eh. That's what I was hearing. Well, it's kind of sick, too. It's again, yeah. for the fifth time this season. <laughs> for the season. Uh, yeah, we are we're coming in a bit late with this podcast because um, Kelsey had a bit of a cold. Again. Again. So this episode is getting released on this Thursday, I believe. Uh, but we will get back to our regularly scheduled program by next week. And said... Let's go ahead and talk about what we got planned for this week's episode. Um, you can contact us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the real appeal, two E's and real. Or you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to give us a five-star review on iTunes. We will gladly read those reviews if you so please to give us a review. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what we got planned for today, uh, we're going to cover the news. Uh, we're going to do a recent review of Pixar's latest movie, Onward. Uh, we got a variety time, which we will discuss the coronavirus. The title of that will be called <laughs> The Entertainment Business Catches the Flu. Mm. And our geriatric cinematic is uh, Heavy Metal, the classic anthology animation film. The connection between Onward and Heavy Metal is Heavy Metal Animation. You know, I w- you know what? What's up? <clears throat> when you said about giving a review, mm-hmm. you know what popped in my head? What? Please, sir. Oh. May I have a review, sir? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if you're like Dobby from Harry Potter or... Uh, Oliver uh, Twist. Or Oliver Twist. That's it's what a- it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, sir, can I have some more reviews? Hey, Jimmy, this one wants more reviews. <laughs> Give him the whip. No, no, ah! Anyway, that's my Oliver Twist. You clearly think about that every day. Is that does that happen in the movie? Because somebody did that impersonation. Okay, yeah, I've never seen the movie, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the news, and Kelsey's gonna go ahead and start that bad boy. Uh, Pornhub is releasing its first movie, and surprisingly, it's not an adult film. (coughs) Cough, cough, cough. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Um. It's called Shakedown. It is feature length, and it's a documentary from Layla Weinrob. Mm-hmm. Um, she takes a more serious look at sex following the LGBTQ women and men from L.A. Um, from the strip club scene in the early 2000s. The lesbian strip club scene, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I like Pornhub. And not like, not like just for like it's porn. But like it's um, 
they're very like open minded when it comes to like jokes and shit like that. And I think that's pretty cool that they're actually kind of getting into like the non porn. Well, it, it's non porn, mm-hmm. but it kind of still centers around sexuality. Yeah, and so it's I think a serious that's topic. great because <coughs> I think that's great because um, even though they do adult films or whatever. Mm. They do analytics, and they think it's fun to tell you what people are watching on Valentine's Day. Yeah, what are exactly. Uh, during you know the Super Bowl or whatever. Yeah, I remember there was a story that came out. Um, oh, fuck, it's like a couple years ago where uh, some island next to Hawaii. I don't know if it's like Honolulu, Honolulu or like Maui or something like that. But um, they got like a they got an announcement that like missiles were coming for their island. Oh yeah. And Pornhub noticed like a spike in their <laughs> in their servers for that area. So it's just like, oh, we're about to die. I might as well just wink it off real quick. Yeah. You know, go out happy. <laughs> uh so what's 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 the info? What's is there any more info on this? Yeah. Um if you've been to the Museum of Modern Art you know, or the Whitney Museum over the past three years, mm-hmm. you've uh, you've likely seen it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hasn't been available on demand until now. Mm. <coughs> so it has also like some, it has some actual like legitimate artistic merit behind it. Yeah. That's totally cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. especially if they're showcasing it, at, you know, museums and stuff. Yeah. Um, and, uh, let's see, people can watch it at home. Obviously. Cause you know, Pornhub <laughs> so is so easy accessible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a virtual space. For men and women um, to be able to see it alone or together. Alone, together. Oh, okay. Alone, together. So, like, you're watching it alone, but together. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, uh, <coughs> it's like that service on Facebook where you, it's called, like, a watch party or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Or, like, Twitch, you know. People, like, they'll watch stuff on Twitch and, like, comment it in the in the comment room or whatever. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's that's very forward thinking. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um. So you can watch it for free throughout March, and then um, you can go to the Criterion channel to watch it after that. <clears throat> and if you want a copy, um, you can get it through the iTunes store in the summer. Okay. That, I, that's cool. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this wouldn't be like their last venture out to non-porn. Um, there, <laughs> no lie, there has been a couple of sections I've, I've stumbled into where it's very like very artsy like sex and shit like that uh-huh. and very like well-placed lighting and great like black background and everything yeah. and everybody's body's like glistening it almost looks like i'm watching some like i don't know <coughs> 90s madonna video or some shit like that yeah so yeah that that's cool i can totally dig it awesome so um you know speaking of glistening bodies and black backgrounds mm what's uh what's going on with batman <laughs> <laughs> yes batman's glistening body and <laughs> black backgrounds <laughs> uh yeah so matt reeves uh shared a couple of photos on twitter uh earlier in the week and we got a a legit look at the new batmobile uh if you guys haven't checked it out we highly recommend it um the batmobile has kind of like an adam west kind of vibe to it like the old 1966 batman but I'm I'm you tell the truth, I'm digging on it. I'm really liking how the design is. It looks like it used to be like maybe like a Dodge. 
like some type of Dodge car, or maybe like a Mustang or some shit. Also, what's in the video is we get a really good look at Robert Pattinson's Batman, like the full suit and everything. If you can like zoom in on there, you actually get like a legit look. And the, the suit looks dope. I'm really liking the suit. And um, <coughs> yeah, I, I don't like I said, it's it, it looks like a year two Batmobile. Like before he came up like with the tumbler. I mean, it's not loading for me, but I can see a thumbnail of it. Mm hmm. And uh, I can see what you mean about it. It looks like a muscle car from like the 70s. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It looks like like it's going to go up against like Steve McQueen in San Francisco from Bullet. I mean, well, you've never seen that movie, but no. those people get the joke. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it looks like a muscle car. It looks like a muscle car. Um, what was that? Probably two seater. Looks like he's not going to any soccer games anytime soon. To yeah, pick it up. looks like he's going on his last ride before he has to trade it in for a minivan. Oh my God. You know, when you said last ride, I'm like, Fast and Furious? <laughs> That's all. No, no, it's never going to be the last ride for the Fast and the Yo, Furious. Yo, those, those series are never. Yeah, F nine is going to be coming out. <laughs> There's going to be an F ten soon. I'm going to be eighty, and it's going to be like F seventy five. Seriously, or it's going to um, you're going to bring your grandkids with you. But like, mommy, physics doesn't work that way. And you're like, shut up. It's not <laughs> supposed to work. We're in the future now. But um. You youngsters don't understand physics. <laughs> okay. That's not how physics worked when I, I was younger. Yeah, back in my day, <laughs> physics was this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm re- like I said, I'm really digging on the the um, the Batmobile. What do you think, Kelsey? I like I like that style. I <coughs> mm. I don't like it when they're not realistic. And you, sometimes they get really like fucking crazy looking. Yeah, like the like like uh, what's his name, Christopher Nolan's Batman, the Batmobile, the Tumbler, yeah. which essentially it was essentially like a giant tank. Yeah. So there's that, and you were you were actually into muscle cars for like a hot minute, right? I still like them, but mm-hmm. it was more of a. I liked them. I had an interest in cars growing up, and then uh, my grandpa, he was a mechanic. Oh, okay. And you know, took me to car shows and stuff. So yeah, but I still like cars. I just don't go see them as much. As much as you like? Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, so, yeah, you guys should check out that um, that Batmobile that Matt Reeves posted. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and tune out now because Kelsey <laughs> is excited about uh, some Hocus Pocus news. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Um, Adam Shankman is directing Hocus Pocus 2 for Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And so far, none of the original cast will be back. Does that does that upset <laughs> you, or you think they can make that sequel work without them? Um, I think it's kind of weird. Mm. I I don't. I think they at least have to have the original. Well, maybe not the original cast. Maybe they're recasting the witches. Yeah. Well, they said that it's going to be more. Um, they said they plan it to be. <laughs> Uh, they wanted to be like a direct sequel, not a reboot, correct? Um, I mean, it looks like that's what they're trying to do. They're not trying to reboot it. Yeah, I don't, I don't really see that in here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Disney reportedly, reportedly hopes to bring the trio actresses on the reprise of roles, hopefully brief, however briefly, so that Hocus Pocus will remain as a direct oh, sequel, I see that not part. as a reboot. Yeah, so... <clears throat> I think that they 
that I mean that makes sense. You don't want to reboot that, but mm. um, it, it's kind of like when you do it, right? Like which one? The first it? Oh, you mean the 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 more recent it? The right? more recent it. Like yeah. they came out with it chapter two. Yeah. I mean, obviously they rebooted with the first one, mm. but I'm saying like you could do it like if something comes back over so many years or whatever. Yeah. Then it makes sense to make it more of a, a sequel. I get you. Okay, so what's the dude's name? The director. Shankman. Ad- Shankman. All right, his past credit is kind of interesting. Well, I won't say kind of interesting. It looks like it's it's right up that alley. Um, he's directed. Let me see. Hairspray, Step Up, Rock of Ages. Yeah, he's de- he's directed uh, several videos like Miley Cyrus, Zac Efron. Uh, he did the pacifier. Jesus <coughs> Christ, that's that Vin Diesel god awful movie. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that seems like right up his alley. Like the whole colorful because his films are. I mean, now I'm like going through his filmography and I'm just picturing everything he's done. That's a very colorful type of thing. Yeah. And apparently he's a Sagittarius. Says IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that section is there. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Why is that? I'm not good. I'm not good with the. I don't know what Sagittarius means. My older brother is a Sagittarius. So he's very colorful. Yeah. Really. <laughs> not in like the best ways, but uh, they're very playful. Mm. Uh, she taps away on her keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, generous, idealistic, great sense of humor. Uh, promises more they more than they can deliver. Very yep, that's impatient. Your brother. We'll say anything. Mm. Hold on. That was just like in the little thumbnail part. <laughs> we'll say anything. Yep, that's your we'll brother. We'll say anything no matter how undiplomatic. Yep, that's your brother. Likes freedom, travel, philosophy, being outdoors. That's not your brother. Um, <clears throat> dislikes clingy people being constrained off the wall theories. Well, he's kind of the king of off the wall theories. <laughs> okay. So some of your brother, some not your brother. <laughs> Uh, some of Adam Shankman, some of not of Adam Shankman. Because you know him personally. Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, we're actually going to get coffee right after we record this. He's going to ask me, he's like, Mark. At 10 30, 11 o'clock at night? Yeah. He's going to say, Mark, I don't know if I should really bring back the original cast of Hocus Pocus 2. I'm going to say, look, I'm an expert at this movie, even though I'm not. You should not. <laughs> <laughs> And just watch the world burn. <laughs> well, I asked you right before we started recording. Huh. If you've never watched the movie, why do you hate it? So much? I don't hate it. I just <clears throat> I, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't get the no, okay, take it back. I get it. I do get it. It's it's just not for not me. Not for you. It's yeah. definitely as a as a but young like, black boy growing up and that when that movie came out, <laughs> I was like, yo, this movie this is dumb. But like Uncut Gems wasn't for me and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, but you actually watched it. I haven't watched Hocus. Maybe that might change. Maybe I'll watch Hocus Pocus, and I'm just like, yeah, oh, maybe I do like it. But then again, Sarah Jessica Parker, and I just don't like her. She plays a really minimal role. Does she really? She's kind of a, like a dick. She, she's ditzy. I think that I think that's another thing that annoys the shit out of me because <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer of Hocus Pocus, and she was like bouncing up around like hand to man and hand to man and then like that that characteristics of a person just annoys the shit out of me mm. and that's probably why and then like bet midler's face with the two buck teeth just 
you know, doom. It is. It is. Okay, you know one who I could relate to. From what I remember, was the other one the the thick girl, with uh-huh. the black hair, because she looked like she was very sarcastic and very just like yeah. She this, was. That's probably yeah. I think she's probably Jewish too, so that's probably why I can relate to her. Because <laughs> you're Jewish. Yes, exactly. I am. <laughs> that's how I was able to re- relate to uh, uncut gems. I almost called it uncut fo- hocus pocus. <laughs> So you're you're are you um I think you're looking forward to this, right? Yes. When it comes out, we'll probably review it and you're gonna sit me down and be like, let's watch this. And I'll be like, Oh god, can I drink now? You'll be like, Can we just watch Beetlejuice instead? Oh man, yeah, like can we just watch Beetlejuice instead? <laughs> let's stop recording, watch Beetlejuice now. <laughs> and that's gonna be it for our news for this week. From there, we're going to go ahead and jump into our review of Pixar's Onward. In times of old, the world was full of wonder and magic. But times change. I'm a mighty warrior! Morning, Mom! Hey, birthday boy! By the laws of yore, I must dub thee a man today. Kneel before me. That's okay. I have a gift from your dad. He just said... To give you this when you were both over 16. <gasps> no way! It's a wizard staff. Dad was a wizard! What? Your dad was an accountant. This spell brings him back. For one whole day, Dad will be back. What? Back? Like back to life? That's not possible. It is with this. I'm gonna meet Dad. to bring the rest of him back. Until then, ta-da! Oh, that's great, Dad. You look just like I remember. Synopsis reads as such. uh, Set in a suburban fantasy world, two teenage elf brothers (laughs) embark on a quest to discover if there's... If there is still <laughs> magic out there, wow. I, I like Toonage. Yeah, Toonage. T- <laughs> <laughs> the film was directed by Dan uh, Scalone. Scanlon. Scanlon. I had a um, science teacher in middle school, doc, uh, Mr. Scanlon. What was that? Was he it, was, was missing guy? half a finger. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was it blown off during a science experiment? Probably. <laughs> Uh, was, okay, Scanlan, right? Yeah. Okay, so Scanlan is known for uh, Monster University and Tracy. Uh, the film is written by Dan Scanlan, uh, Jason Headley, who is behind A Bad Idea Gone Wrong, and also written by Keith uh, Bunnen, Bunnen, who's known for writing, wow, horns, okay, it's weird. Uh, the film stars Tom Holland, uh, Chris Pratt, Julie Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer, Mel Rodriguez, Kyle Bohemian? Bornheimer. Bornheimer. We thought Octavia Spencer was. Oh, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. yeah. I was like, was that Tiffany Haddish? No. Uh, when I looked, I was like, oh, it's Octavia Spencer. All right. Got it. <laughs> so, Kelsey, what did you uh, what did you think of Onward? Um, <clears throat> for such a magical film, I feel like it was missing a lot of magic. Mm-hmm. It was missing magic. 
but it had a lot of good parts in it too. Really? Okay. I would say it's more positive than negative. Uh, okay. Like if I had to rate it mm-hmm. with a letter, I would give it like a B minus. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I don't know if I would give it a B minus. I maybe, I maybe, I might give it maybe like a C plus because no lie, like during the movie, I actually started um, falling asleep. I actually started falling asleep, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I was, I, I don't know, maybe because I was tired or something like that. But I wasn't really involved in the story. It seemed like it took like a hot minute, not a hot minute. It took a long minute for the movie to actually pick up. It did, and like even. Like, I love taking my nine-year-old. Mm. She tends to, like, laugh at everything. Yeah. Or, like, find things that are amazing about the movie, and then afterwards she won't shut up about it. Mm. I don't think any of the kids talked about it after. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, we took, um, I took my daughter, and Kelsey took her, her two girls to go see it. And normally, when we take them to see a kid's movie like this, yeah, they, just don't, they don't shut the fuck up like, after yeah. And this one, it, it, my daughter didn't even really ask me anything about the movie until like, until um, I was taking her to her mother to her mother's that evening. She was like, "Daddy, what you think of the movie?" I was like, "Yeah, it was all right." You know. What she say? She said that she did like it, but there's nothing that she could really remember about it that that stuck out for her. Uh, um, yeah, that's a probably a common theme for everybody watching it. What for onward? Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm hearing, I'm, I'm hearing that there are other reviewers who say like, yeah, it's fine, it's okay. But I think there's such a high expect, expectation for a Pixar film that you're supposed to really feel something mm-hmm. for it. And don't get me wrong, like near the end, and we'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Near the end, I did start tearing up, but that was like the only time I actually really felt something. And it's supposed to be like this really funny movie, and I think there's like maybe one or two times I chuckled. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I found um, some of the characters to be plot devices. Like which, which any characters in particular? The brother. Oh, the Chris Pat role. Yeah, um, Bar- Barley. Yeah, yeah. He was annoying. He was just like in everybody's faces all the time, and then. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you can see that in the trailers. He's just way upbeat all the time. Hmm. Um, I had I had spoken to somebody who saw the movie, and they said they they could have pictured maybe Jet, um, not Jet, uh, Jack Black, yeah. as more in that role. I kind of agree with that, but I think he would have he would have been too much. Like his energy would have been too fucking just up there, yeah, for this movie. Because even though Chris Pratt does like a he does a serviceable serviceable job, it's good that he he. <laughs> dial it back a couple of times yeah because he got on the he got on the verge of like his character got on the verge of really annoying the shit out of me exactly and um i, I honestly while watching the movie i completely forgot the mother was played by julie louis dreyfus and julie louis dreyfus is really fucking funny but nothing she did was like that nothing was funny yeah yeah um <laughs> like um i don't i think i really wanted to love it yeah i i i, I get you on that even uh, the Colt Bronco, mm-hmm. even he was annoying. He was annoying. Yeah, he came off. He was he was always supposed to be like the stepfather, the annoying stepfather, or the stepfather who can't connect with the with the the two kids. Yeah, but it wasn't even like he was trying to connect. You didn't get the sense of I'm trying mm. to connect, and we're just not connecting. Yeah, then closer to the end, we're like <laughs> him and. 
him and Tom Holland's character, Ian Lightfoot, when they're when they're connected, you're just like, oh, all right, I guess they're connecting now. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. I, I however, I did, I do like the message Me within too. the within the movie is about two brothers really growing with each other, and how one brother is essentially like the father figure. Yeah. Which I thought was, that part was actually, that's the part that got me going. Like, yeah. it got the emotions out of me. Exactly. I saw that part starting to build. That that part builds really nicely, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <coughs> and uh, that's the reason why I wanted to love the movie. Oh, because the relationship between the brothers? Yeah, but they just don't do enough to build around it. It's like it's its own entity. Mm-hmm. Everything else surrounding it doesn't matter yeah i get that like if you're watching how to train a dragon Mm -hmm. everything in that movie interconnects they bounce off of each other yeah yeah you know so everything matters yeah even the um even the what's his name what was the character's name the main character even his friends they had like a an essential role into the movie into the plot And it's like this one, it's like it's all about the brothers. Mm-hmm. And you could care less about the mother. Yeah, and they try to and doing. They, yeah, and they try to put that connection in there. Like, oh here's here's uh here's story B. All right, why are we going with story B right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um <coughs> what did you think about the animation? Oh, it's Pixar. The the animation's gonna be great. Like like just off off the bat the animations it's like i said the funny thing is like before this movie started um they showed a trailer for soul yeah their next film and i i was way more excited to see that like i can't wait for that movie to come out oh we're watching onward oh okay i think that's the first time i ever saw a trailer for that for soul yeah oh so good uh one thing that i wish they did do more is I know they. I know at the beginning of the movie you get like a uh, what's it what is it in the beginning of the story? It's called a prologue, right? Yeah, you get a kind of a prologue of like the world. I uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, but I, like I, I, I got it. Like I, I did like that because it gave an idea of what came before uh-huh. and how it's magical and stuff like that, right? But I wanted to see the effects of it now. Like, in the place of the movie. Like, the only thing, like, the beginning of the movie gives you an idea of, like, this land's magical and blah, blah, blah. But then as, the, by the time the movie starts, they're more modernized, so the magic's gone. And I wanted to see how much that affected the world uh, since that magic was gone. Oh, okay. Like, Chris Pratt's character kind of keeps, like, leaning into it a bit. Like, oh, like, because he's playing this. I mean, it's not a spoiler or anything, but he's playing this Dungeons and Dragons type game. Uh-huh. Like a D&D type game. But he's like, no, it's based on historical facts. And I was just like, <laughs> well, what else did they use that's based on historical facts to, impl- to apply it, to modernize it and stuff like that? Yeah. But I thought, I thought that would have been great. And they did touch up a little bit of it when they, um, they visited... Um, what they call the Manticore uh-huh. and how the Manticore had changed over time. Yeah. Cool. I want to see what else had changed over time as well that was more epic or whatever. Like how much how much everything else has been sanitized. Yeah. And I wish they did that more and they they explored more of that world. I even found the Manticore annoying though. So maybe it's kind of good that they didn't. Oh, okay. 
it's her her character progression didn't make sense. There was a character progression. Oh, Same. there was. <laughs> I thought that's <laughs> wow. She didn't even think about that. I'm saying from who she was in the past, mm-hmm. where she was when we found her, mm-hmm. and then where she ends up, like it's weird and disjointed. Yeah, like maybe like there is a scene that they miss where she like she has that moment of like okay i mean she did have that moment where she used to be this badass woman she realized that she wasn't anymore like she's like i lost my way and then she becomes this badass woman again eventually and it's just like well at what point did like she get this revelation they didn't do that yeah i just thought it was annoying where she was though Mm. When we found her. Like, when we first bumped into the Manticore? Yeah, she the was Manticore. annoying. I like saying that. The Manticore. <laughs> that name is pretty fucking epic. <laughs> it is, yeah. Uh, I, we touched up a little bit on it, so but I want to go a little further. What did you think What did you think of the comedy? Like, like I said, I kind of chuckled, but I didn't get your, your take on it. I, I mean, you know me. like I don't really chuckle a lot. Uh, um. <coughs> you more like cough a lot. Yeah, I'm coughing a lot, uh, you know, because I'm getting tired and we always record at night because we have to, so. Ah. Uh, um, I don't laugh at movies very much. Mm-hmm. You're just a stick in the mud. Well, you tend to think I don't think anything is funny. That's not true. Because I don't laugh. No, that's not true. You have a, you have a particular taste in comedy. This wasn't it. Yeah, obviously, yeah. There was one or two times that I chuckled. Uh, there were even these other group of characters that kept popping up that was annoying. Everything was really annoying. And <laughs> this is just the onward to annoyingness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Onward to your death because Kelsey will annoy be annoyed by you. Yes. Or you'll annoy her to death. Yes. Okay. Um, let's let's do this because <laughs> we keep tiptoeing around it. Um, let's go ahead and just kind of just jump into, you want to just jump right into the spoilers? I don't want to like force you in here. Like, Get the spoilers now. No, I think it's a good idea. So I could really dissect what parts worked and what parts didn't. Okay. All right, folks. Uh, here's your spoiler bump. You're right about now. Let's go ahead and get the bad stuff over with first. Yeah. You know, and, and, and not to say that we entirely hated the movie. There are parts that we liked it, but like I said, we're yeah, finding it's more good issues. to take your kids to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, <coughs> I'm going to say Barley was annoying. Mm. He was like the older brother and he was really upbeat and everything and it's cool and you get it. Sometimes the older brother, older siblings can be annoying when you're trying to make friends or you're trying to be on your own or be independent mm-hmm. they completely overshot the impact of that character because nobody is like that okay like i've never met anybody like him ever mm. not to that degree okay i can i can see that i can i see i've i've there are a couple there are people, people that come, who are like that. Yeah, there are a couple way, people that come in, come into my mind. I'm thinking like, oh, I remember a guy who was kind of like that in high school. But unless you have mm. ADHD, mm. like severe ADHD, yeah. you're not like that. 
Yeah, that's true. He um, <coughs> he seemed like the guy who he's one of those guys who do want to keep that party going, but like, like he would be the party killer, but yet try to get the party going. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't admit that he's the party pooper. Yeah, not the party pooper, but the party killer. Yeah. Um, there were there were times where. Yeah, some of that energy he was really dishing out was, like, way too much. Yeah. It was like, dude, like, dial it back. And I don't know if if they were trying to convey the message that, like, oh, this guy is more immature than Tom Holland's character, who's the younger brother. They didn't really convey, like, at what point that he does become mature. Yeah, like, how does he become the father figure? Yeah, or like when does he realize, like, oh, I am the father figure to Tom Holland? Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, like, it, like it's weird. <laughs> it's, it's almost like they are they're missing certain scenes that if there was like an additional like two minutes or a little bit more dialogue, we would be like, oh, we totally get that now. Yeah, like it like it answers for this that we're like, why we're not getting why is he happy like this or like what happened? Like there, like at one point here's okay, like at one point, um. They they kind of go into the brother about he's about he's a screw up right, mm-hmm. and even um, there's a conversation where uh, Tom Holland kind of like lets it reveal that he feels that his his older brother is a screw up. Okay, like what did he do that made them be considered as a screw up? Yeah, there there's nothing that the only thing you get a sense of is that <clears throat> their mom is dating. What, the sheriff? Yeah. And <clears throat> he's constantly catching the older brother in, like, legal situations. But it's not like he's doing drugs or, like, or getting speeding tickets or anything. He's, like, trying to get this historical site saved or something. So, yeah. But he's, like, overly um, emotional about things. So mm-hmm. he's not, like, a screw-up. He's just, like, really passionate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's, like, weird. They're trying to, like, beat certain things into you that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. <laughs> no, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The one thing that um, I think they've, because, they, like I said, they, <clears throat> they said that he was a screw-up. But, like I said, I wish they kind of really said why he is a screw-up. They they, they kind of allude to it that he has, he has, like, a lot of parking violations oh yeah his parking violations he doesn't have a job but see i didn't even get a sense of that they never was like oh you should have went to college why didn't you go to like nothing like that i think towards the end of the movie they did they did if if it if it did i completely fucking missed it (coughs) because the i think the um sheriff was talking about it to somebody fuck it's it's that it is that unforgettable that i can't even picture it yeah like at all <laughs> okay um, so that's character number one that i found annoying oh shit that's character number one all right let's move on to the sheriff oh let's assassinate another character <laughs> sheriff was annoying the, his name was um colt bronco because it's funny because he's part Stupid name part man part horse get it and it's like uh-huh. colt like you know police firearm it's a colt yeah and, and also a colt and a bronco are related animals and also he drives a fucking police bronco 
Was that a Bronco? It was a Bronco. He was um he's not he's not a Minotaur. <laughs> he's uh I forgot which Centaur? A centaur. He's a centaur. But his name is Colt Bronco, because a centaur is half man, half horse. Get it? No. Get it. Because Colt and Bronco are both horses. So he, oh, so he should he should have been a horse horse. Yeah, he's horse horse. Horse horse. That is a bad joke. That, is, that if they if they if they wrote that in there and was like, oh, that's hilarious. No, it wasn't. This guy is not bright. Mm-hmm. He's not funny. He's obtuse. Okay. He's like trying to make a, a connection with people, mm. but not trying to get on their level. He wants them to meet him on his level. Yeah. Which is. Way down in the fucking dirt because he has no standards, it looks like. Okay. Like, he doesn't even look like he takes a shower in the morning. How could he? He's a big-ass horse. They have horse showers. You think, you think they have you a... You know, they have car washes, so they could have a horse shower. Uh, that's true. Yeah, that's... <coughs> yeah, every every shower is in the car wash for the... For Colt Bronco. Yeah. He seemed like the only Colt... He seemed like the only centaur there. Yeah. Like, at all. Mm-hmm. He was very annoying. What was another character that you didn't like? I didn't like the manticore. Okay. I liked what they were trying to do with her. Mm. They did it poorly. How, how do you? Um, how do you mean? <coughs> the message is a modern day working woman mm. trying to make ends meet you know high high stress job fast paced job still making it work blah 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 okay. owns her own business what it ended up being was this badass epic warrior lady from centuries ago mm. diminished herself into this fucking role to uh, what's the word I don't know. To um, when you're trying to blend in. Chameleon? No. When you're trying. Conform? Yeah. Okay. She's conforming Mm. to society. Mm. She doesn't have to, but she does. Okay. She's in debt. It's a shitty fucking job. Mm-hmm. She doesn't enjoy it. You can tell she doesn't enjoy it. Yeah, because she has a rest. She, like she had a tavern that was supposed to be like back in the day was like this epic tavern where <clears throat> warriors would come in and speak of their battles and you know drink ale until the sun rises. And now it's like a TGIF. No, it's like a fucking Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> because there's like a Manticore mascot, even though she still exists. I kind of thought that was funny. The Manticore mascot. I thought that was kind of funny. Eh. <laughs> I thought it was annoying. Actually, that was kind of funny. Especially when she like cut off the Manticore's head. That part was funny yeah. because I hated it. So, woo. Okay, so Death and Destruction makes you laugh. <laughs> Go on. Um, next character. Gee, wait okay all right all right we got three let's 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 go to let's see if there's any characters that you actually did like no i want to get through the ones i don't like before i can tell you the good stuff okay <laughs> all right this is, we're just gonna bash it go on 
the the uh, fairy bikers. You didn't like them. No. Okay. They were just there for no reason all the time. They were there because of plot. Yes. <laughs> so, like, in the beginning, it was kind of cool to see them. Mm-hmm. And then the more you saw them, it was kind of like, okay, this is getting old. You don't have to have them there all the time. I, I felt I felt that <laughs> even though they weren't there that long, like, they're, they're maybe on screen for, like, what, five minutes or something like that? Yeah. I think because they're so extreme. Yeah. You felt like you've been with them for 30 fucking minutes. Exactly. And I think that I think that was definitely good. Even though when they showed up again later, it was just like, oh, the Pixies are back. Yay. <laughs> that was the end of my characters I don't like. Okay. What characters did you actually did like? Because you seem like you just kind of just. Nope. Barley. Again. Because I didn't like him in the beginning. But you did like him later. But on. then I did like him at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I get. I can see that. He kind of calmed down. He kind of realized, like, my little brother isn't just my little brother anymore. Mm. Um, <clears throat> like he is my my little brother, but like, I don't have to protect him as much. We can actually work together on stuff. Mm-hmm. And I got to give him room to breathe. So he kind of calmed his ass down a little bit. I felt he was a bit more fleshed out. Yeah. Like we like we got we actually saw a pretty good arc, yeah, with him because mm-hmm. he was just like this crazy wild man like yeah man I was going to D and D and then it's just like okay he's chill now because yeah, exactly. he, he has to be he's he's realizing <clears throat> that maybe he did fuck up yeah mm. um nothing for the Tom Holland character no I'm gonna save him for last okay. all right all right all right, all right. um. What was the next one I didn't like? Oh, the met the Manticore. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't the Manticore. It was uh, Colt Bronco. Okay. He doesn't get any better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Manticore, though, <coughs> she does get better mm. because then she kind of redeems herself and realizes. I used to be this badass woman. Like, okay. what the fuck happened to me? And um, she realizes that maybe there's like a happy medium with this tavern. Oh, okay. it basically it burned down, right? And she had to re- renovate it anyway. Yeah. So it's still epic, but then they still have like the kid menu. But it's definitely not a kid friendly tavern anymore. <laughs> yeah, like she can she can still <laughs> she can still be herself without. Like you said, without conforming, mm-hmm. but also, like you said, she found a happy medium. She doesn't have to go on these quests because I guess those are the days of old, but she can at least tell the days of old where people would listen. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was the next one? Um, Ian Lightfoot, Tom Holland's character. Yes. I have always liked his character from, okay. day, from the beginning to the end. Oh, okay. Um, I, I kind of resonate with the inability to have enough confidence in simple tasks. Mm -hmm. So like even inviting people to a birthday party. Yeah. That's kind of like super fucking scary. Yeah. And that's super awkward. Yeah. I I got the feeling. I, I, I understood that feeling he went through. Yeah. Um, and then 
the whole, oh, like the whole resolve thing. Like, I'm going to do all of these things just like my dad. Mm. And then <clears throat> he couldn't do any of them. Mm. And he felt like he was worthless. Mm. And then he goes through this journey because he kind of has to if he wants to see his dad again. Yeah. And he starts discovering who he really is. Mm. Um, I think he was the, the most fleshed out character of the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and his brother caught up with him at the end. Yeah, I think the I think. Okay, so I think I think those two. Um, well, first of all, the, the chemistry between Chris Pratt and Tom Holland—it's like spot on. Like yeah. I don't like I don't I don't know if it's just well. No, they're MCU bros. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they, <laughs> they are MCU bros. I don't know, but Tom Holland, Tom, from what I've ever seen in Tom Holland in, like he's always seemed to have chemistry that works out well with um with whoever he's paired up with. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt, he kind he does do as well, but that depends on the script that he can actually have chemistry working out with somebody. Uh, but them two working together, it did do well. Like if it actually, it actually kind of felt like that, like they were brothers. Yeah. In real life. Um, but I did like how their arc kind of was on the same level, like at the same pace. Because when they got to the end where Tom Holland is like, he realized that he he is this mage, this wizard, you know, and then how Chris Pratt's character finally <laughs> gets to say goodbye to his dad and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, it's a, I think it's well-deserved because they're, they're in even playing fields now. Yeah. Um, Tom uh, Tom Holland's character even saw his older brother eventually start seeing his brother as a screw up, and Chris Pratt's character felt like he wasn't being respected because mm-hmm. he was like, "Look, no, I have good ideas." No one looks at me because, and that's when we realize, like, "Oh shit, maybe I am the screw up." Exactly. So that like the pacing is actually the pacing is actually not too bad because it kind of it does really add up to something except for like the beginning. I'll walk that back a little bit. At the beginning, the pacing gets kind of slow. I even like fell asleep the first maybe. Well, I'll say not the first, but I think at five minutes I fell asleep. Yeah. Like while watching it. Because I remember you told me, I remember asking you about like, well, how did the dad die? And you had to explain to me. And oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, what? That happened? What? And that's what, that's when I put two, two, two and two together thinking, okay, I must have fallen asleep. <laughs> but however, that part where... They get their dad back for like, I don't know, like two minutes. Uh-huh. And I think that's really great how during the movie, Tom Holland has this list. He wants to do all these things with his dad, like go on a walk, uh, play, uh, play, catch. play catch, learn how to drive. Because that was one of his character uh, developments. And then when he he's crossing out like I'll never get to do this because we're not going to be able never to see that. Never have a heart to heart. Yeah, he realized that he had he's had all that with his brother. And I was just like, oh my god, what's am I starting to tear up? What's what's going on? <laughs> and then the part where where Chris Pratt's character finally like sees his dad, and I thought this part was really great. How you see the interaction between Chris Pratt's character and. Um, Kyle uh, Bornheimer, who plays the father, you don't see their interact. You see their interaction, but you never hear. You get it from the point of view of the younger brother, and that's and they he sees his older brother's dad like hug and, and laugh, yeah, and laugh, and then like the the dad disappears, 
And that's always just like, holy shit, I'm fucking crying right now. Yeah. And I think that was so po- that was so more powerful than actually like hearing what that discussion was. It was really powerful too because leading up to that, <clears throat> Tom Holland's character was like, "No, you should go see Dad because you never got to say goodbye to him." Yeah. And I've never met him. I don't need that. I have you. Yeah, exactly. You I- need to. You need that closure. Yeah, and I thought that was really. I actually thought that was really great. So that's like one. That's one of those Pixar moments where you're just like, oh shit! Yeah, that, that's the Pixar we know and love. You know exactly that emotional connection. Um, and that's that's the point where everything kind of makes sense. Not no. everything, everything, but you know, like you're in it. Yeah. Um, and then after that, of course, you see magic and. Yeah, magic's kind of coming back to <laughs> land. The pixies can fly again. Um, oh, okay, so they have that. I don't think that was deserved. What was? The whole magic coming back. Like how even the, even like the, 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 the sheriff boyfriend, the Bronco guy, um, at the end of the movie, he's like, no, I'm not going to ride my car. I'm going to actually run to work, you know, like a, like a centaur would do it. Right. Yeah. We only get like one mention of it from Chris Pratt's character. <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, centaur can run for seventy miles." What, what happened to you, man? And like that's it. But there was a, there was never any there was never no there was never any moment with that character or even like the pixie characters where they were just like, "What happened to me? Like why can't I do this anymore?" We got that with the 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 Manticore. <laughs> the, what's it called? M- Manticore. Or Manticore. Manticore. We got that with the Manticore. We had the revelation. Like what happened? I used to be this. I used to be that. You know. Which is like a real thing, but it seemed like, for example, like the Pixies, they were they're bikers, and then they get thrown, and they're like, "Oh shit, we can fly!" But uh-huh. it's just like, did they never fall ever? Like, did they never have a falling moment? You know, like that. So I felt like that part where they were kind of like, kind of bringing the magic back between like those two, those background uh, extra characters. Uh-huh. I don't think that was deserved. The Ment- the Manticore part was that was well deserved. Even Tom Holland's character actually like getting his magic. Yeah, and having his own his own wizard stick, uh-huh. I was like, all right, that's well deserved. But I feel like they should have had more of those. What happened to the old ways that we used to like cherish? There should have been more of that. Yeah, and that that would involve more world exploring, which I felt like was a missed opportunity in this movie. Well, I think even the fact that they had that one water fountain that uh, Barley was trying to protect that they were trying to tear down. Yeah. Nobody was interested in saving that. He was the lone savior of that one mm. historical site. Mm. Um, so it just seems like the entire world didn't care. Yeah. Which is kind of like how things are today. I know, but they could at least have like, but this is a picture from heaven. Give it a fucking ripple effect. <clears throat> Give it a ripple effect. Come on. Give it a ripple effect of what? Like it's that magic spreading. Like oh everybody's getting back to magic. Oh yeah. You know, like we had a we had a cyclops. You know, played by uh, what's her name, uh, Latina <laughs> Wave. I think that's how you say her name. We had her come in. You know, you know, did oh sorry, Lena Wave, which I thought that was really funny. Lena Lena Wave's character, Officer Specter, ah, uh, because she has an eye. Yeah. Get it? Okay, her character's gay. Uh huh. She says, like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I remember Disney going, kind of going, like, oh, we're going to have a gay character in this movie. 
She's in the movie for like, no lie, 30 seconds. <laughs> like, look, there's her gay character. And even I even heard that uh, that, that scene got censored in like in other countries. I was like, of course it did. Yeah, I was like, is that worth it? I mean, come on. Like, it's 30 fucking seconds. Yeah. I say it was stupid. Um, I get what you're saying about the ripple effect. I think that they could have shown more scenes where maybe they were teaching kids in school about yeah magic or something. You yeah. know how like you know how to train your dragon was trying to teach their kids about different things. Yeah, there was even like <clears throat> there was um. Yeah, there's that scene in the movie, and they kind of built up to it. And How to Train Your Dragon, when they built up to it, like, oh, like we the old ways didn't make sense, or they were wrong, so let's go ahead and fix it. Yeah. This one kind of was like leaning into it, but then actually, like, then they didn't pull the trigger on it. They're like, yeah, the old ways are coming back, or in some way. You know, it's just like, oh, these three, these three or four people are going back to the old ways. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So that was it. Um, now, though, <laughs> our, con- our connection is. Between this and heavy metal is heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> what do you think of the heavy metal isk of this movie? Uh, they had heavy metal music, mm. and they had the they had the van. You know the what's it called? Stereotypical van mm. with uh, like the shag carpet in the inside and, and the, the unicorn. No, the Pegasus on the outside. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I I don't know. I guess I liked it. It kind of reminded me of like if it was heavy metal, but like rated G and with a coloring book, <laughs> like a kid's coloring book. I mean, it was cool, but I I felt like I felt like it was heavy metal on a surface. That's what I felt like. Yeah. Like there's elements of it, I guess. Yeah. But like. It's like taking your kid mm. to, like, an arcade. Okay. During the day. Ah. Uh. And then you go to, like, a barcade at night. Yeah, totally different, totally different atmosphere. Yeah, like a barcade, like. Yeah, it's a, a ni- good one. Like yeah. not one that's like all fucking highfalutin and shit. Yeah, like, or a bunch of fucking hipsters in that shit. Yeah, no, but like a good one that mm. like is packed and like everyone's fucking drunk and dirty. Yes. That kind. Yeah. I mean we're not I, I wasn't expecting to see like <coughs> Judas Priest show up or something like that or, or fucking know, Ozzy Osbourne. Or all kinds or Black of Sabbath. titties showing. Yeah, we weren't expecting that. You you can tell like they just they were just like, hey, D and D, and here's like some like heavy. Here's a little bit of heavy metal into it, and you know, because you're p- people who were into heavy metal have kids now, so they might like it. Like I, I th- <laughs> it would have been. I think it would have been funny if like they had like some some heavy metal reference, but it was like really PG thirteen to it. Yeah, you know, like a Judas Priest song, but it's like saying at a at a in a in a first grade class or some shit, like as a melody or some shit. I think yeah. that would have been funny. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, it felt like, you know what? This is what it felt like. Honestly, this is what it fucking felt like. Now, 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 I got it. It felt like it felt like I was watching this. There's this car commercial, it came out a f- few years ago. It's a car commercial. There's like Dodge or or something, right? Like 
car whipping through the city and looking all cool and like great angles and fast pace and whipping the camera and everything like that. And you hear the clash playing in the background, uh-huh. like one of the most influential, like punk bands ever, the clash and a fucking Dodge commercial. Uh-huh. That's what it felt like with this. Like, I, like if I'm watching heavy metal in a kid's movie, it was just like, what? <laughs> you know, and it, you felt like it's aimed toward that audi- audience. People who were in the punk bands, they are not old. They are now older. They're probably running like these big companies. So they want a nice car. So it was like, oh, yeah, you're in heavy metal. You went to like these crazy ass shows, but you have kids now. Hell, you probably even have grandkids now. <laughs> so you want to drive the soccer mom van. <laughs> that's what it felt like kind of, that's what it felt like watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I probably, it makes me think of Yo Gabba Gabba in a way. Yes. Because that show, I would, I would watch that show. Mm. Not even on purpose. Not even on purpose, huh? No. Like, it would get me. <laughs> okay. Like, I would be like, oh, it's on. And then I would, all of a sudden, I'd be two hours gone. I watched four episodes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's it, all I have to say about that. I, I like, I like the movie though like i know i went through all the characters i just wanted to get all that stuff out of the way because i really wanted to talk about what i really liked about it and, oh, okay. and end it on a good note gotcha okay <laughs> um here's another here's another reference if it helps anybody it's like if it's like if um it's like if iron maidens eddie the head just like open up a daycare center and like got into yoga and was like into gluten free shit. And like, that's it. <laughs> that's what it felt like. It kind of felt like that. All right. Um, Fozzie the Osborne opened up a aviary. What was an aviary? Where they have all these birds. Oh, yeah. And then he's like biting their heads off. No, he's not biting their heads no. off. He's like, don't do that, kids. I know. He's like, he's like, ah. He's like no, I can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I like the movie to an extent, but uh, it's, I mean, it's easily one of like the weakest Pixar films. Yeah. So I'm not, no, nothing about it really sticks out to but me. But it, it's not bad, but it's not. It's not great. Amazing. Yeah. The only, like I said, the only thing that I really worked for me was like that ending with the, 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 that emotional, that emotional gut punch. Yeah. But like I said, that, that's a Pixar film. You know, it's even <coughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. Even the magic that they were supposed he was supposedly learning along the way, it was like this one didn't have any special rules. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing had one special rule, mm-hmm. even though you didn't get the first one all the way down. Yeah. Then the third one had two special rules, plus you had to get the first, you know, from your heart thing down. Yeah. And it was really weird how they built that up because he never really got any of them properly. Oh, like there was no like moment where it's like, oh, he has heart now or. Yeah. And yeah, so, like he was kind of skipping over and just like, oh, yeah, you have to go through this. Oh, well, but you like know what? all of a sudden in the next, like he didn't do the thing with heart, the first one and the second one. Mm. Okay. You have to do the thing with heart, but you also have to believe or something like this. Mm. And <coughs> all of a sudden he could do the thing with heart, but he couldn't believe. Or, you know, like it was just not. I earned. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I can. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I feel like some of it wasn't earned. Yeah. Like we're just rushing through this movie. I want, how long is this movie? <laughs> I, I don't Let me see. Hold up. This movie is clocking in at a good blah, 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 blah. Hour and 42 minutes. Really? I don't know. I felt like I used it. Wow. I felt like it was missing stuff, too. It did. Yeah. Like, maybe, honestly, it could (laughs) have. It felt like it had a lot of filler when it could have had a lot of. Purpose. Yeah. 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 Holy shit. There's a lot of. Yeah, there was a lot of filler. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if they if they broke it down if they actually shortened it it would have been like a, maybe an hour and twenty but if they actually expanded on it and actually gave it its time it would have been longer but it would have been well worth it yeah exactly like if, let's say if it would have been two hours it would have been like oh I did not feel that two hours I totally went on this journey with these characters it's funny I think they tried um, blaming I think it has not very good numbers and I think they tried blaming it on the coronavirus yeah sure okay whatever <laughs> coronavirus gave it a bad script. Even though this movie was written complete, completely written like three years ago. <laughs> really? So, yeah. I mean, because normally, like, it takes like like what? I think it takes like four years to do the animation. Oh, okay. It's only because you got to get the voice acting right and the setup and the drawing and all the time. I think it's like maybe two, two to three years or some shit. It takes time. Maybe Pixar was going through a midlife crisis. Well, actually, um, the guy who. One person who's not behind this is John Lasseter. John Lasseter do, did a lot of uh, Pixar films that we love, like the Toy Story films. And he got into some shit because it was like imp- inappropriate touching and inappropriate jokes and everything. And Disney booted him out. But so this is the first John Lasseter film that he, I'm sorry, this is the first film that John Lasseter does not touch at all. So maybe they lost a bit of that magic because he's not there to guide them. No, what happened was John Lasseter was touching people because he was stealing a little bit of magic from everybody else. Oh, my God. And he was putting it in the movies. My God. Okay. (laughs) My God. Okay. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe this is just a, this one's just not as good. Maybe the whole John Lasseter thing is not really the issue. With the movie, because, you know, we'll see how Soul plays out. And Soul comes out, like, later this year. Yeah. I mean, but from what I'm on, from what I'm getting, when I see the trailer for Soul, I'm just, I'm I'm sold on it. Are I'm, you? I'm sold on that movie, yeah. I feel like it can go either way. Well, it's for Soul? Probably, when I saw the trailer for Onward, I was, I honestly forgot, like, I saw it and I was like, okay. Well, that Onward, movie. That's it. <laughs> that <laughs> movie played out exactly how the trailer played out for me. <laughs> okay. So I was like, uh, I'm not excited to watch that one. What for? Uh, oh, on- for onward? onward. Yeah. But for Soul, mm. I like the idea of it, uh, but I don't know how it's gonna go. Hope it goes well. Yeah. You know, it's a pro- predominantly black cast, black producer, black director, black music. Black themes. So it'll probably be good and I'll probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you cry a lot at black movies. Yeah, because black people make me cry. <laughs> okay. They're scary. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that's our review of Onward. <laughs> and from there, we're going to go ahead and jump into Variety Time. This week's variety time, it's uh, <coughs> it's topical. 
so topical that we listen to this episode in the future. If there is a future, it will be dated. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we are going to be talking about uh, how the coronavirus has been affecting the entertainment business, like, heavily. It's really interesting. Scary uh, and interesting how it's been affecting everything. Yeah, at the... Um, at the time we were getting this, our docket together for this episode, like, I, I, I... It was just a news story that we were going to put in the article section, like in the news section. Yeah, and it, it just started expanding and expanding. And before we record it, we're just like, <laughs> holy shit, like, stuff keeps popping out. Yeah. Like, just today alone, as we were getting the show prepped, I had to, I had to update it like three or four times. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the coronavirus... Um, if you have been living underneath a rock, you're safe. Because you have not been in contact with anybody. So there's this coronavirus going around. People are getting sick. There's all this misinformation of how to take care of yourself. People are just having, they're just buying toilet paper. What's Wait, that? I'm sorry. There was a CNN article that the coronavirus has just popped up on my phone. What happened? Oh, shit. Sunday was two days ago. Wow. It said there are now at least 1,000 coronavirus cases in the U.S., a number that has doubled since Sunday. Yeah, we got to shut this country down. Italy had the right idea. They had 5,000 cases. They shut the country down. There's like, no one's leaving, no one's going anyway. You guys are staying inside. Um, don't go to school. Don't go to work. Yeah. So um, Don't pay your mortgage. It's fine. <laughs> so several things has been going on. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of business that's uh, being lost from the Chinese movie theaters. Um, I've heard stories that any theaters that are open <laughs> during this, let you guys know, Kelsey Coffin, she doesn't have the coronavirus. She just, she just has a cold. She's had a cold for like two days. Yeah. So yeah, she's not, she doesn't have Besides coronavirus. You actually have a really hard time breathing and stuff. And yeah. I don't, I just have, you know, my throat's dry. Now it's itchy. Yeah. Uh, what else? Has, so what's going on so far is that Shanghai Disneyland has closed. Um, the Mulan Chinese release date has actually been pushed back. They don't know the date for that. Mission Impossible 7, the production has shot down in Venice. And since Italy is closed down, like, I, uh, no, <laughs> no, nothing's being made right now. Um, Cannes did, the Cannes Film Festival did post something, uh, or they made a statement saying that, uh, uh, the first case has happened, but they haven't said if they're going to cancel the festival or not. CBS has said that The Amazing Race has suspended production. Um, <coughs> one of the big stories is that uh, No Time to Die, the Lady James Bond film, has been pushed back to November. Yeah. November. After my birthday. Oh, there you go. Your birthday present. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. That movie looks good. <laughs> and it would t- you, take, you take some of these. Huh? You take some of these. Yeah. Um... Emerald City Comic Con is postponed. Um, that's in Washington. Washington's had a few cases. Mm. South by Southwest is canceled. Let's let's talk about this one. Yeah. Let's talk about. Oh, actually, let's talk. <coughs> this is one of the big festivals that get that got canceled, but it won't be the last one. Nope. But let's talk about South by Southwest because this here blew my fucking mind. It's huge. Mm. So it's in Austin. They have music. 
media. Like, it's not just a music festival. They have all kinds of other shit going on. Yeah, it's like the music, art, and movie festival. Yeah. Um, and so they're saying it's canceled, but maybe they might push it back towards later in the year. But people are saying don't hold your breath because it's already expensive enough to cancel it mm. from when it's supposed to be going on. So... Um, they're not sure if they're coming back next year because it's so expensive to cancel this year. They've already lost a lot of money. Yeah. And they're not refunding people. Yeah, a lot of, like, the way how... <laughs> so, oh, actually, speaking of not refunding people, this is so fucking hilarious. Normally after a... um, Normally after a huge festival has happened or a convention um, thing happens, like a Comic-Con or WonderCon... Normally, the minute or even hour after that festival has ended, you see posting on Facebook or whatever, see you next year and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh-huh. And um, when I was attending my, um, my journalism class, the teacher had said that stuff like this, th- this stuff gets planned ahead years in advance. That's why you, that's why after that fest, that after like that year's festival has ended, you see it oh, we'll see you next year at this location because they've already got it in the works or it's already like a done deal. Yeah. I was, as <laughs> soon as this news came out that South by Southwest was ending, already I saw a post on Instagram saying, South by Southwest 2020 is over. You can get ready for next year as well or some shit like that. Uh-huh. Or, buy, or buy the merch for this year. Like for 2020, you're selling the merch already? Yeah. Which I thought was pretty fucked up. That's weird. Um, but yeah, they they're not they're not refunding. They're they're not refunding anybody. They're not refunding anybody. Let me see. There was um a pretty comprehensive article the Wall Street Journal had done where Roland Swenson, who is a chief executive, um, he seems like he's really more concerned about the festival than he is about people's safety Mm. so he makes comments like i'm most worried about my people and what this means for their future and i don't know what this is yet we're planning to carry on and do another event in 2021 but how we're going to do that i'm not entirely sure um the money they're gonna lose is actually gonna come from (coughs) it's actually gonna come from the hundreds of contracts the festival signed with sponsors and vendors and venues and artists. Shit. The lawyers are going over all of their contracts to see how much they're gonna, you know, they're gonna lose or what they can recoup. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and Swenson said, uh, we've had to show our insurance policy to all kinds of people and nobody ever said, hey, there's a big hole here. We did not anticipate a pandemic. We'd always taken the attitude attitude of, well, we'll never cancel, so that's not going to be an issue. That is, and then um, from what I from what this article says, um, it seems like it's gonna the local business is gonna be, is gonna be hit severely. Like they were planning on spending three hundred fifty five million dollars. They were hoping that three hundred fifty five million dollars was gonna be spent in the city of Austin alone. Yeah. And these are the local vendors. This is huge because, like you said, they're losing a lot of money. 
the festival is losing <laughs> a lot of money. It's like how they're gonna like how they're gonna get this money back to like come for the ne- to do the festival next year. Yeah. Um, plus, you also got to take an you got to take an effect that um, people rented out. They've already booked their hotels. Some of those places are just like, no, you can't cancel it. Yep. Because they want their money. There was actually um, a guy on Facebook is by the name of James, not not our buddy James from from England, but this dude is a uh, film journalist as well. And uh, a couple months back, this is way before the coronavirus was coming around, he had told me that he got his press pass for South by Southwest, and he was looking forward to it. You know, I even thought like, well, maybe I'll try to apply as well. Maybe I'll go. I don't. I don't know. So when this news drops, he told me that he was finalizing a interview with John Barenthal and he was going to actually spend a whole hour with actor Val Kilmer. Oh, wow. For some, I guess for a piece he was putting together. And he was just like, and he said, he said after he got like 10 minutes after he got like the finalization and all this kind of stuff set, the news dropped that like South by Southwest was canceled. Yeah. And he was just like, fuck, man. I was really like planning all this stuff out and everything. Yeah. So they, instead of, instead of offering refunds, they're, they're allowing attendees to, um, the chance to, well, the opportunity to go, to come back next year for 2021 or 2022. Yeah. But that's if it fucking happens. Exactly. So they might just be fucked altogether. Yep. Um, <clears throat> besides that, and we, I know we talked about, briefly emerald city comic-con mm. we think probably san diego is gonna end up getting canceled yeah well WonderCon. well before before we start you know saying who's gonna get canceled coachella got pushed back oh yeah coachella and stagecoach which are like back to back yeah so for anybody i mean a lot of people know what coachella is people from all over the world come to that festival to us it's like maybe like a two-hour drive or something like that. But that's like at a time where like, no lie, the city of L.A. is like dead. Yeah. Like nothing's going on because everybody's at Coachella. At Coachella. All the acts are at Coachella because that's a big moneymaker. <coughs> Coachella is a lot of fucking, a lot of fucking green. And it's, it's at the, bef- when I first put this in the docket, it said it's likely. Now it's, it is definitely going to happen that it's got pushed back to october yeah that's gonna fuck up a lot of people's plans because space was rented houses were in it how they're gonna keep the artists to stick around to that time yeah rage against machine got back together and they're <laughs> supposed to be show- i'm sure rage will still show up and they're not really doing anything but yeah that's gonna fuck up a lot of shit yeah i wouldn't be surprised if eventually they go hey, we're just gonna cancel it <laughs> all together um it's affecting Live tapings of game shows. Mm-hmm. Such as, like, what, Jeopardy? Jeopardy, Will of Fortune. They're going to just tape without audiences. That's going to sound so weird. It's gonna They'll be probably all... have, like, a track. Like, a clapping track or something. Yeah, probably. Jeopardy. That's so weird, though. <laughs> uh, so what else got pushed back? Peter Rabbit. Uh, international release got de- delayed for five months. Uh, Which is weird. Nobody is looking forward to Peter Rabbit. I, the first one, I think the first one has like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomato. Does it really? Yeah, I think it's one of the very few movies that has like a hundred percent. That looked awful. I did not want to see that. I've, from what I heard, 
<laughs> I've never heard one bad thing about Peter Rabbit. Oh, I take that back. I said six. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's Paddington Bear. I'm thinking about that that bear movie. Oh. All right, I take that back. Yeah, Peter Rabbit is at 64% Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, apparently made enough money to do a sequel. No. Um, Disney Disney Plus Falcon the Winter Soldier production got halted. Um, they were shooting. Uh, where is it? They were shooting down in Prague. The production had recently moved to Prague, and there is a uh, some local restrictions. <laughs> And attempt to prevent further spread, so they sh- they have sent the cr- cast and crew back to Atlanta until I guess until further notice. Yeah, that's that's one show that everybody's looking forward to. That's like one of the reasons why we got everybody got Disney Plus. Yeah, they want to see that and the Mandalorian, but and the Mandalorian. I mean, me, She Hulk, and Miss Marvel and Moon Knight. You know, whatever. But oh, more importantly, gargoyles, gargoyles. <laughs> And then, what happened tonight? E3. E fucking three. That's a big one. That's like D23. Yes, that is the gaming version of D23. E3 (laughs) is fucking huge. Well, take that back. E3 was huge. But now, but Sony has been pulling out of it because they can do their own conference. Uh, Microsoft, I think has a spot there nintendo doesn't really show up that much anymore but still this is like a huge gaming conference out in la it's canceled la just lost a shit ton of money yeah uh yeah as as before we hit record e3 fucking dropped out and so and what there was report well it's being reported that it's 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 being reported that it's gonna get canceled there are (laughs) multiple sources and multiple publications that are saying it's going to get canceled and the people behind E3 have been contacted. Um, the Entertainment Software Association, uh, they have not commenting whether it's just true or not. I honestly think E3 will get, will get canceled. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that, I mean, that's, I mean, there, there's, there's still more, but like none, like I can't think of the rest I've heard. It just seemed like there's been so much of it now that... Kelsey and I have been talking about this. We think Comic Con will probably be the next up, the next big one to fall. Yeah, I mean, and it, <clears throat> also like in personal lives and stuff. Mm. It's like we have. I went to work today this morning before I got sent home, like immediately because I'm sick. Mm. And we're not i i wasn't at work yesterday either and apparently they sent a memo to everybody you're not allowed to congregate in conference rooms anymore yeah at all like no teleconferencing jesus like i think it's funny because you're still kind of congregating in an open uh, yeah, office, in office environment yeah. yeah but you're not allowed to be in a con in conference rooms like in groups yeah that's pretty funny <clears throat> so it's it's big. I know last week someone in work was talking about how they were at some conference and they were like, should we just bump fists or bump elbows or like they were not <laughs> wanting to shake each other's hands. Yeah. From uh, there's a gif I saw. Somebody <laughs> showed how to like somebody display like how to you actually like you don't shake hands. You like you bump feet. <laughs> oh, bump feet. Yeah. yeah she was saying feet. that too. Yeah. Yeah, you bump feet. Um, yeah, we and and in my personal life, I'm I'm. Um, 
attending the school full time and I get emails from that school, I think like maybe once or twice a week, kind of give us an update saying like, hey, like school's still in session. Um, you know, we're in constant contact with the CDC and we'll let you guys know if anything develops. No lie. I'm waiting for like next week to get an email saying, hey, class is canceled for like uh, undetermined time. I'm just waiting for that to show up. Yeah. So that's like that's like one of my biggest fear. And I'm and I'm, you know, Kelsey and myself, you know, and I'm sure people who are listening, y'all are taking the precaution to fucking wash your hands. Yeah, exactly. You know, collecting mountains of toilet paper is not going to help. <laughs> that shit's ridiculous. I th- I don't know if I saw it on uh. Facebook or you said it. Somebody like they're saying the gyms are out of toilet paper because people are fucking stealing them. Ew. Gym bathrooms are nasty. The toilet paper is not. It's nasty. Unless it's on the floor. It's just nasty. <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, we we just got our press passes for San Diego Comic Con. We were debating, you know, last year. You know, we we did our special. We were there for like what was it? Three days? Four days? Four days. We we're there for four days. This year, we we're like, you know, what? We'll just go for like maybe like a day, and we'll just kind of just hang out or something like that. But we're even like debating that. Yeah. We're gonna go that because it's it's essentially kind of a giant cesspool. Yeah, it is. People don't want to want to. They don't want to wash their ass for. After waiting for three days to go see a clip of a Marvel film. <laughs> or they have so much makeup all over them that they don't want to wash it away. <sighs> so gross. So gross. <laughs> this from the man who takes at least two showers a day. Yes. And you notice I don't get sick that much. It's true. Yes. What's that say about me since I've gotten sick? You're nasty. <laughs> You're nasty. Take more showers. No, no you sleep with a... See with a fucking patio door open, it's cold as shit in there. That has nothing to do with it. I've never had this issue, and I've always slept that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just the cold. It's climate. It's climate change. It's climate. <laughs> it's climate change. Why I got a cold? Hut you. <laughs> yeah, because it's been hot and cold. It's been that fucking eighty degrees in the middle of the winter. That is true. It was raining here, and it was kind of hot while it was, it was raining warm today. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we want to hope you guys are, we want to hope you guys are safe and you take the precautions. Wash to, your legs. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Wash your legs. Wash your hands. If you're sick, stay your ass home. And that's simple. Do your Hail Marys. <laughs> yeah. And pray that everything doesn't end. Be, you know, pray that this is not the beginning of the 12 monkeys or the maze runner. Yeah. That's not cool. I don't know about any of that, but yeah. Oh, I'll show those movies. You'll be like, fuck, we're fucked. <laughs> All right, you have uh, you have anything <clears throat> else to add? No. No, we're good. Yes, we're good. Okay. Here's this week's geriatric cinematic, 1981's Heavy Metal. Columbia Pictures presents Heavy Metal, a trip beyond the future to a universe you've never seen before, a universe of mystery. A universe of passionate fantasies. A universe of terrifying evil. A universe of magic. Heavy metal. 
So the synopsis for Heavy Metal is a glowing green orb, which embodies ultimate evil, terrorizes a young girl with an anthology of bizarre and fantastic stories of dark fantasy, eroticism, and horror. I'm not going to read you guys off the directed by list because it is huge. Uh, let's just say it's directed by a lot of people. And it's written by a lot of people. Stars a lot of people. Uh, the people who stick out the most in this film is John Candy, uh, Eugene Levy, sorry, Eugene Levy, and Harold Ramis. Um, so, how do you want to do this? You want to break it down segments, or you just want to talk about it as a whole? Um, why don't we talk about it as a whole, and then maybe talk about some of the segments that stood out the most? Okay. Um, I love heavy metal. Grew up watching it, seen this movie like a thousand <laughs> times, a thousand times. Um, I did read the magazine years ago at an age where I shouldn't have read it. Uh, so I have like a real personal connection to this film. I can, I like, I, I actually, when we were when we were trying to get ideas of what to shoot, what to do with on with the pair up onward with. There was this one, Wizards or Fire and Ice, and I and I gave Kelsey the choice, but really I was just like, I hope she picks Heavy Metal. I so want her to see this movie, and you know it didn't take a whole lot of convincing, but Kelsey was like, yes, let's do Heavy Metal. Yeah. So I'm totally stoked to talk to her about this movie and get her idea on it, even though you know she probably hates it because she hates everything. No, I don't. Nah, no, I'm just, I'm just pulling your pulling your pigtails. Yeah, I have pigtails. Woo. Uh, so, so my my opinion of heavy metal is it still holds up. It's still fun to watch. Um, I I wish I just <clears throat> wish so much that the sequel to Heavy Metal, which is Heavy Metal 2000, was good, but that movie was garbage. And I really wish they would do another one that they've been trying to get off that. Like Robert Rodriguez and David Fincher and other directors have been trying to get off the ground for years, like decades now. Mm-hmm. But coming back and visiting this movie, I like I said, I still love it. I still love all the segments. Like I'm trying to think what could be the weakest segment. I, don't, I can't really think of the weakest segment. Every segment I watch, I'm just like I'm totally with this. I'm totally fucking with this. Um. I kind of think the Captain Stern one is the weakest one. Mm. I don't even think that one's weak because I really like the music in that. In that, I don't care show. about the music. Is music is music, but I'm talking about like the segment itself mm. and mm. what it's saying. Yeah, <clears throat> it was boring. That one was the only boring one. Oh, okay. You so even even the the B seventeen segment, the one with the zombies, you even enjoyed that. I one. loved that one. That one was and that's, great. And that's what the shortest one, isn't it? Yeah. Wow, I believe that's the shortest one. Wow, I can't believe you actually really liked that one. For some reason, I thought you would have really liked the uh, the Tarna segment, the the final segment of the movie. I did like that. I know, but I thought like I, for some reason I thought like that would that's the like the best one for you, or that you thought that would be the best one. Um, which one do I think is the best one? That one definitely made a bigger impression on me than any uh, of the others. Okay, I feel like I, this is my opinion. I don't know. I was kind of watching you watch this. I felt like you were kind of either you were either okay, the Harry Canyon segment or the so beautiful and so dangerous one. I felt like you were kind of bored with those segments. The Harry Canyon one is the one in New York where it's a taxi driver. 
Uh-huh. There's that one. And then the So Beautiful and So Dangerous, that's the one with the, with the robots uh, and the alien. They pick up the girl, and the robot has sex with the with the girl. I liked Harry Canyon. Okay. So Beautiful and So Dangerous did bore me. I kind of figured that one. Okay, if I, if I would honestly say, I would probably say... But I thought it was funny how it ended up. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think that one, the beginning of that one is kind of boring. It's not until the alien showed up shows up. I think that's when it gets good because it starts getting visually stimulating. Yeah, I think the visuals look dope, like how the spaceship looks, how they're going through space, how you see the Starship Enterprise at one point just yeah. fl- flying through the galaxy. So I think that's pretty cool, and I, even the comedy is, is pretty funny. Like John Candy as the the robot, the sex robot, yeah. and then Hera Ramis is one of the aliens that's really fucking high. Yeah, I thought that was I, I enjoyed that. Those, those those parts are funny. Yeah, but even like the first couple minutes of it, I'm just like, all right, let's get through this <sighs> so we can see like the cool visuals. Yeah. So the Captain Stern one. So why do you think that one? Would you think that one was the most boring one? Well, first of all, it didn't help that we paused in the middle of that one because I was falling asleep because mm. it was late. Mm. Um, it's just an asshole guy who's trying to get out of doing bad shit. And then the guy on the stand ends up, I guess he was like working under him or something. Or yeah, he was, he was, do something. he was like bribed and said that he, he was bribed to like give a very, a very uh he he was supposed to give a testimony that was going to give captain stern put captain stern in a better light <laughs> that he wasn't like this murder murderer rapist th- thief so why did he turn into the thing cuz the green orb oh yeah i don't understand how <laughs> the green orb is evil in that part because he kind of made it better by making the big the good guy who didn't want to testify against him mm. able to like fight back i you know what yeah i didn't even think about that like in all these segments like the green orb is a type of like evil entity or like a negative in these people's lives even though the green orb is the negative in captain stern's <laughs> life it felt like it was negative for a good reason like captain uh-huh. stern needed to be like put down or go to jail yeah and it gave it gave hand over fist Jesus Christ. <laughs> i remember you rolled your eyes and then you're like oh god hand over fist okay yeah hand over fist uh it gave hand over fist the ability to like uh dispatch justice on captain sir so maybe like the green orb was actually helpful this time yeah even though you know he, it was he died kind of boring though because it was just him chasing after him yeah that's the true end. yeah that's true um Actually, you know what? It's it's funny. If if they had taken this segment out and actually replaced it with one that they did take out, they did this segment. I didn't know I actually didn't know this existed <laughs> until um doing research for this movie, but they did a segment where it showed the green orb and how it how it affected human evolution. Uh-huh. And you can actually see it on YouTube. It's just like sketch drawings and stuff like that. And it's actually really cool and really interesting. Uh the music that they use is like pink floyd i think it's like the song called pink or something uh-huh. and it's very like almost like nightmarish because it shows how like humanity evolved and how evolution took over but like the green orb was the evolution uh-huh and it it showed how much it influenced like the evils of man and the evils of like creatures and stuff like that and eventually it stops at the industrial age but i would have actually liked to have seen that 
to its completion and maybe <coughs> take that out and put it where the Captain Stern segment is. Yeah. Because that actually seems kind of interesting. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, it's not too bad. You guys can you guys can check it out on YouTube. Maybe we'll link it. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the? I I want to get your opinion on the Den one. Remember the the Den of Earth, yeah. where it's that nerdy guy. He ends up in that in that different on that different planet across the galaxy. I thought that one was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, he's like this little scrawny kid, and then he ends up this big beefy guy. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Hmm, big." But he's like blackface <laughs> yeah that's true but it's like he's big and muscular and he's like oh i get to have sex now yeah i know why he's like 18 years of nothing and twice in one day <laughs> i thought that was funny i liked how the inner monologue he he like retained his intelligence uh-huh. but whenever he spoke it was like in broken english yeah. or like sentence fragments and stuff like that but it made complete sense that he would talk like that especially in that area yeah. I found out that uh, the girl, I can't remember what, what the girl's name is in that segment, the one who he rescues. Uh-huh. I found out that, because she says, um, I think her name was Jane. She says, oh, I was a some type of like neurologist, not neurologist, like she studied material or rocks or something from like London, right? Uh-huh. <coughs> and I, I, I don't know how true this is, but in the IMDb page, it actually says that on Earth, she's like a seventy-year-old woman. Really? Yeah. So that's a big that's a big upgrade. Well, it's a big upgrade for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny too because if you think about it, if they found each other on Earth, oh, would not have worked. No, it probably would have. And that's the gross thing. Ew. Ew. <coughs> um, what did you What did you think of the What did you think of the title sequence? I, that's one thing I really want to get your your take on. It was kind of colorful. Like, well, I'm talking about, like, well, not, not, um, okay, so the, the beginning sequence is called Soft Landing, where he drops down in the car. Mm. And then actually goes into the, what's called the Grimaldi segment, which uh-huh. that's where, like, the dad opens up the, the machine and the orb comes out. But more importantly, what's, so you said the, that the part where the car drops, that's more colorful, right? It was really colorful when he was in space, right? Mm. But honestly, I couldn't tell if they were using some sort of art where they kind of put an image of a car mm. on top of animation. Mm. Like, it, that animation style really didn't fit anything else in the rest of the film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it's the one that was <clears throat> the most different of the film. I kind of wish the whole film was that way. Mm, okay, okay. <clears throat> Even though I like the film. Mm. I just really like that animation style. Okay, I will let you know that that style of animation is an earlier form of rotoscoping. Ah. Uh-huh. Rotoscoping was used in that Amazon show that we got into. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the show, but it's the one with it's all cartoon animated and the girl yeah. doesn't know. That's rotoscoping. And what they do is they get an image and they do they paint over it. They paint over every single frame and uh-huh. that's what it gives it that distinct look. Like, you can't tell if it's real or fake or if it's animated or anything like that. So maybe they ran out of money already after that first bit? Yeah, well, they, they did proceed to do a little bit more of it for certain parts. Like in the Tarnas, in the Tarna story, when she's walking around, that's kind of them rotoscoping it. But it's not to that 
it's not to the level that's in soft landing. Because I did notice how she was walking around, like she had on the boots, but you could see her butt. Yeah, and it seemed, but it seemed more. But it was really seamless. Yeah, and it seemed more human, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's 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 how rotoscoping works. Even though, like, like when they showed the bad guy, it was like, okay, that's completely a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Mm. Loved it. I <laughs> loved it. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Especially his sunglasses were like, that sticks out in my mind. Who? The guy, the dad who comes down in the car. Oh, yeah, those sunglasses are bad. I really like how that style, like how the. It wasn't just the shape of them, but I mean like the reflection of everything. Mm. I really like it, just how wacky <laughs> that shit can be. Where he's dropped from a spaceship. spaceship. Yeah. And the, and the car, there's no parachute. The car just drops, and then car lands. It doesn't it's not blown up or anything. Just drops. And he hits the parachute and then takes off. And he's like, "Oh, honey," and he drives home. Like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, Jim, can you drop me off at home? Like, we're coming right over it right now." All right, cool. See you later. See you tomorrow. Yeah. And that's it. And I it, thought it was funny the parachute opened up like as he landed. Yeah, that, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> You kind of figured he'd have that parachute up before. Well, then it wouldn't have been as cool and edgy yeah. and like rock and roll. And exactly. All that kind of shit. I think that's why they did it. Like, mm. oh, there was a parachute, but it was just there. What did you think? We, we went on a little bit about it, but what do we think about the Tarna skit? There were parts of it that were a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more. <coughs> it was a little more sensual i guess then then it was like a story about anything really mm. um well what i really do like is they really build up this character as being the savior of their race mm. because they built a pact so far like in the past and whenever they call they have to come and save them and they never say if it's a man or a woman. Ever. I thought that was cool. That's very forward thinking. It was. Mm. And then they, she shows up and she's really pretty. Mm-hmm. And like she is this badass warrior. Mm. But they're already dead. They fucked up. Yeah. Like they don't, they're stupid, whatever. But she now is like in a role of like, okay, these guys died. I need to avenge them now. Yeah. And she goes on this journey, and she's trying to find, she goes from one place to the next place, and she's, like, avenging their deaths and trying to find out who it was. Mm-hmm. And she does eventually come to who it is. Yeah, that weird, evil green guy. Yeah. Mm. Um, and what, doesn't she die? Yeah, she... Um she sacrificed herself to destroy the green orb, which mm-hmm. ends up dis- being destroyed because it, because the green orb is like at so many places at the exact same time. Yeah. You know, which kind of like really leaves them open for, <coughs> for attack. Like, Oh, if I destroy him over here, he'll just be destroyed all over the place. Yeah. Um, but he was, I think he, he was probably at his most powerful. At that segment, because he was like this giant green orb that like affected like this town and yeah, created all this savage savagery and shit like that. 
So the interesting thing is she dies. Mm. And the girl that he's been talking to the whole time mm. turns out to be of that bloodline. And she turns into a warrior. Yeah, that was cool. Like he went down there. He went down there and they I mean they 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 give it hint to it where he says, you know, I've come to destroy you because you will eventually you can destroy me. Uh-huh. But you know, I'm going to gloat a little bit. I'm going to tell you how evil I am. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. And then like he's getting destroyed anyway. Exactly. And you know, and his destruction like births this what's it called? Uh a tar, I'm about to say Dorakian, a Tarakian, a Tarakian warrior, and um, yeah, you know the uh, what's it called? The uh, narrator just say, "Hey, another generation is protected by this warrior," da, 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 and she flies off into space. Yeah, exactly. I think that's funny. That's, yeah, that was good. Um, what's really weird about this film is like it reminds me a lot of like when I was like a teenager mm. would have these weird like sexual feelings about things but they should i shouldn't have them or something okay like and this film is like almost epitomizes that oh yeah absolutely that's what that's what heavy metal is it's like but I it's sh- not a, it's a it's almost like it's a film that's in bad taste but somehow you don't feel dirty about it yeah, like like you should feel dirty about it because of how they're portraying women. Uh huh. But you kind of don't anyway. It's really weird. Yeah, there's like a bit of artistic merit to it. <laughs> like, like despite of like the way how certain women are treated, and they're not treated like horrifically. They're not like raped or like ass- really assaulted. Like at one point, I think like the only time one of the women is really put in danger, it's the the den story where like they're gonna sacrifice this woman, mm-hmm. and she's just kind of like, she's a tool, you know, and that's like about it. And but like that that's like one point, and then during the so beautiful, so dangerous story, the woman she's not really she's kind of assaulted, but like she's rescued and she kind of just. It doesn't bother. She kind of just shovels it off, whatever. But by the end of the movie, <laughs> we get like this very super strong female woman who's just like, who comes in and like doesn't have to say anything. She's just like, I'm going to fuck you up. And she just, she's lopping heads off. Yeah. In this badass manner, right? I even like that part. I, I even, to go t- to that segment, there's this really great part. I, I, I always think it's funny, but I think it's so cool how it's done where. Uh, where Tar, what's her name? I forgot her name. Marie uh, Tarna is at that bar, and she's enjoying a drink. And the guy tries to like touch her, uh. and she like throws her hand back, and then like clocks him with the mug, <laughs> just like boom, like that. And I was just like, that's fucking dope. Yeah, fuck yeah. Doesn't she walk away after that too? No, then it becomes like this huge bar fight. Well, it doesn't become a bar fight because she just slices those heads off. <laughs> oh yeah, like there was like no chance. And even like, even when she um. When she fights the main bad guy, who, like, you think he has the upper hand, he ends up, like, he ends up losing opportunity. And what does Tarna do? She punches a fucking hole in his head. <laughs> which is so fucking cool. Like, one punch, boom. Like, she had to, she had to pull her fist out. Yeah. Because she cracked his skull in. Was that, that was fucking cool. I really like that character. I kind of thought you would. 
no lie, I was like, I think she's going to really dig this one character. Yes, I'm a feminist. Woo. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, no, you're feminist. Be feminist, girl. Shit. <laughs> just, uh, don't, be the, don't be the third wave feminist third wave feminists who are just like no men are trash just screaming over you mean feminazi yeah those are third wave feminists yeah like as a history teacher once told me the hairy arm pivot hairy arm pitted feminazis mm. all four feminists but let's go with first wave feminists maybe even second wave mm. so as a whole i mean y'all heard my opinion about this film i'm gonna love it as a whole what did you think about this film uh i thought it was Visually interesting and stimulating. Mm. As a woman that enjoys seeing other women, mm. uh, I can't say I was bothered by seeing any of the women in any way that they were. Mm. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, especially because it's more of like an art piece yeah. for me, too. Um, I liked the action. Uh Thought the girl's I'm scared all the time face was kind of weird. That's oh, like, like old the animation. Like the one from the, the Harry Canyon story. Yeah. I, I, I do take that back. She does get, she gets disintegrated near the end, but like, you know, self-defense? No, no, no. The girl um in the house. Oh, yeah. That facial expression. She was just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like constant shock. Yeah, exactly. Which, uh, it, which it makes sense. No, I, th- I didn't even think about this until now, but like, because she doesn't speak at all. Right. But she screams. Yeah. Which kind of like, it's giving you a hint that like, oh, she's going to be the next Tarna because Tarna never speaks. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I just blew my own mind away. Oh my God. <laughs> I am smart. S M Marty. What else did I think about the movie? The stories were creative mm. in their own way because some of them were more present day feeling and some of them were more in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of them felt more in the past too. So. Yeah, like the B seven, the B seventeen uh-huh. was in the past. The den of Earth took place in the present, but like on a like in a different ga- reality or something. Yeah, and we could say like the Tarna story could have probably taken place like before <laughs> society was established. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the whole Game of Thrones thing where it's like, we don't know if it's the past or the future or yeah. whatever. Um, and all in all, I think it was a really good movie. <sighs> yes. That's what, I, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to hear. Really good movie. What did you think of the heavy metal aspect of it? That made it even better. <laughs> the heavy metal part? Yeah. This this movie is like you're looking at a heavy metal couple from like the 70s. Yeah. I love this movie. That makes it better. Uh, who's in? I'm trying to remember who, who, um, whose music is in there. I know <coughs> Black Sabbath is in there. Blue Oyster, Blue Oyster Cult. Um, fucking Devo. Devo makes an appearance. I was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> Devo's in this movie. Fuck yeah. I even like Devo in this shit. Um, can't remember who else is on the soundtrack. But man, that soundtrack is fucking Oh, Sammy Hagar. Um Sammy Hagar is on the soundtrack. Let me see. It's produced by Ivan Reitman. Oh, here we go. This uh the soundtrack. Okay, so Sammy Hagar, Devo, Blue Oyster Co. Tri- Cheap Trick, Don Don Felder, Donald <coughs> F- 
Donald Fagan, Riggs, Jer- oh, Journey's on a cheap, yeah. Cheap, tricks is a, cheap Trick is on it twice. Stevie Nicks is on it. Hell yeah. Anyway, some great music. Some damn good music. Yes. So which, which one? I know it's kind of like an unfair comparison, but which one do you think you did it better? This or Onward? Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal did Heavy Metal better? Yeah. Yeah, so great. Um, you know, dude, I want to go down the little plastic slide meant for one-year-olds yeah what's, what's that what's that school company it's called ply school or something like that play school play school yeah do you want to go to play you want to go tykes yeah do you want to go down the play school or little tykes of colorful slides or do you want to go into the metal metal slide yeah <laughs> the one that burns your ass in the sun yeah <laughs> <laughs> they fucking just give you these badass fucking, skin yeah away. you touch it and your hands just melts away and shit like a metal like album cheese absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i'm just picturing the smell of that shit <laughs> so yeah i mean we're gonna go we're gonna we you know kelsey and i are gonna go with heavy metal <laughs> we're gonna go heavy metal for the heavy metal even though it's unfair an unfair comparison but hey this is this was <coughs> onward or this was this was the opportunity that i i took to show kelsey heavy metal mm-hmm. even though i could have showed her another time but i was like no it showed me Toy Story. With Onward? Yeah, because it's Pixar. <coughs> I think... But, like, this was better. Yeah. And I'm sure if we did that, Toy Story would have won that battle anyway. Yeah. All right, so that's going to be it for our show for this week. Uh, remember, you can find us on all podcast catchers. Um... We are going to be coming back with you very, fairly soon. You know, we're going to get some clo- these episodes close, the release date pretty close. For our episode for next week, we are going to do The Hunt, the film that is so controversy that they had to supposedly cancel it. But it came back. But it came back. The, the most controversial film that no one has ever seen. Why did you say it like that? Because that's what that's what that's how they're selling it. They're, they're saying it, no controversial, not controversial. Sorry, right. controversial. <laughs> this is why I don't host anymore, folks. Well, uh, you know, if you're British, it's controversial. Controversial. Oh, well, there you go. I'm part British. I'm I'm only British when I say that. Controversial. Anyway, <laughs> so we're gonna do we're gonna do uh, Bloomhouse Pictures, The Hunt, and our geriatric cinematic. So fucking stoked on this. It's, we're going to do The Running Man. <laughs> You've never seen The Running Man, right? You've never seen it. I've Great. never seen it. Yes. Oh, Great movie from my childhood. Oh, I, did, I can't, can't wait to introduce you to Sub-Zero, Dynamo, uh-huh. Buzzsaw, these ridiculous ass characters, and violence. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're going to do The Hunt. Geriatric Cinematic will be The Running Man. And our connection between the two will be The Most Dangerous Game. Yummy. And that's going to be a first show. We want to bid you guys an adieu. Yeah. And uh, Kelsey would like to end the show with something. Yeah. As Gloria, played by Alice Platon, said... I'm just scared I'll come home one day and find you screwing a toaster. 
I forgot one thing. Are you circumcised? <laughs>